Grace and mercy and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word for our meditation this morning is our epistle lesson from 2 Timothy chapter 1. Paul writes, So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me as prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. This is why I'm suffering as I am, yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. This is the word of the Lord. Pastor, I'm afraid to die. I, I see the evidences of death around me every single day, and I'm just, I'm terrified. Because I know my day is coming too. Every day I'm hearing about another accident where someone was killed, another friend or family member gets a cancer diagnosis, my loved ones taken from me. I feel it in my own body. Every morning I get up and the, the back aches and the knees hurt and every day I can feel death isn't far away. And pastor, it terrifies me because I know the evil that I've done in my life. I, I know all of the sins that I've committed that, oh boy, if I tell you, oh, and I know God knows them all. And I know that because of these sins that I can't do anything about, I, I know what I deserve from God. I know I deserve to be punished. I know I don't deserve to get to live with him forever. Pastor, death is all around, and I'm, it terrifies me to think about facing that day. I, I try to put it out of my mind. I try to forget about it, but, but every day it's all around. I'm afraid to die. Pastor, I'm not afraid to die. Uh, yeah, I, I know that every day I feel the effects of sin. I, I feel my body wearing out. I see it in the world around me. I see I'm faced with death every single day, but I'm not afraid. Because I know what waits for me after. And I know why that waits for me. And it's nothing to do with me. Nothing at all. I know that I have life after the grave. Pastor, whenever it comes, in whatever way it comes, yeah, maybe there's a little fear there, a human fear, because I don't know exactly when and how, but, but when it comes, Pastor, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to die. Those are two very different perspectives on dying, aren't they? One the fear and the terror caused by looking to themselves. 
and thinking about how death is just out to get them. And that is punishment. The other, they know death is nothing but sleep. That we know that we get to wake up in our eternal life. The one has no peace in it. No joy, no contentment. The other, that even in the face of death, every day, there can still be peace. There still can be joy because of the hope that they have after the grave. You can't get two very different perspectives on death, can you? And my question to you this morning is, what is yours? When you think about death, whenever that day may come, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe 50 years from now, what, what are the feelings and the emotions that come to your mind and to your heart? When you think about your death day, what about St. Paul? How was he feeling? Because his death day was imminent, he, and he knew it. As he writes this letter to Timothy, he is in prison, and he's not going to get out again. He has been, stood before the Christian-hating Emperor Nero, and his fate has been sealed, death. Death for preaching the gospel. And where do you think Paul would be maybe thinking, you know, I'm getting what I deserve. I mean, the shoe's on the other foot now, right? I, mean, I was the one who was out there imprisoning and rounding up and killing Christians. Now here I am. I'm getting what I deserve. He could have gotten angry at God. God, why would you allow all of this to happen to me when I am doing your work? He could have been mad at his friends who have abandoned him and betrayed him. He could be miserable and depressed and hopeless. But that's certainly not what we hear as he writes to Timothy. He writes to young Timothy this letter near the end of his life to encourage him. Timothy is Paul's friend. And really, he's become like a son to him. He's a fellow pastor. And here he is encouraging him that, Timothy, even though you know what's happening to me, you know that I'm imprisoned and I'm going to die for the sake of the gospel, and the same might happen to you, Timothy. It's all worth it. This is what he writes here in the beginning of our lesson. He says, Do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, of his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. And then he says a little while later, he says, It's this gospel I was appointed, a herald and an apostle and a teacher. This is why I'm suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Paul is telling his young friend Timothy, it's all worth it. Even death itself is worth it for the sake of the gospel. For the continuing of the spreading. Don't be ashamed of me, Timothy. Don't be ashamed of this message that we've been given. Instead, continue to boldly proclaim it, even in the face of death itself. You see, the, these early Christians, these, these apostles, these missionaries, this message of the gospel meant more to them than life itself. 
They were willing to die for it. They were willing to give up everything in this life so that they could hold on to what that message meant for them personally and what they knew it meant for all people. This message of the good news of a Savior. Just think about this. I mean, how could Paul face death so confidently? How could he not get angry at God? How could he not become hopeless and, and in despair because he's left all alone and his fate is sealed? How could he not begin to think that, you know, I'm getting what I deserve? I mean, Paul knew who he was. Paul knew the reality of a situation. In, in his first letter to Timothy, he wrote, I'm the, I'm the worst of sinners. I'm chief of sinners, he said. Paul knows who he is. His confidence is not in himself, that he's been such a great missionary and such a good guy, and he's, he's done his very, very best, and so God will reward him for that. No, it's not in that at all. This is where Paul's confidence is. He says that he has saved us. And he has called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The reason that Paul could face death head-on with complete confidence and certainty is because of the gospel and because of who that gospel reveals. Jesus. That one who can go into a little girl's room lifeless. No breath in her at all. And can take her hand and say, little girl, get up, and she gets up. This Jesus, who didn't just come to show his power and show how he could even raise the dead, but he himself faced death for us. This Jesus is the reason Paul has great confidence and certainty as he faces his own death, because he knows Jesus faced death for him. He was the object of God's wrath for him, that he took the punishment of his sins for him, that he became sin for Paul and for you and for me. That he became the worst of sinners as God looked on him on that cross and said, I don't know you, away from me forsook his own son. Face that death for your and my sin to know that we can face death without any fear because the sting of death has been taken away. Death is not punishment for sin. That was placed on Jesus. Death for you is but a sleep from which you get to awake in the light and the immortality of Christ. And how do you know that's true? How do you know that immortality is your 
destination? When every day you're reminded of your mortality? (laughs) That life is yours forever? That immortality is your destination? Because that Jesus who died on that cross did not stay dead. But instead, he himself went through death and rose victoriously to assure you that your grave cannot hold you either. That death really is dead. It has no power over you. Its sting is gone. You are free from the power of death. What's your certainty? What's your confidence as you live in a world of facing death, every day reminded of death around you? In this one, Jesus. This Savior, Jesus Christ, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Friends, it's only in Jesus that we can have this certainty and this confidence. As you lose loved ones, as you feel the effects of sin on your body every day and know that someday, unless Jesus comes back first, you're going to face a physical death too. Your confidence and your certainty as we face death all day long, as we walk through this world, which is nothing but the valley of the shadow of death, is this Jesus Christ, crucified for you, risen for you, to assure you that life and immortality are yours forever. There's a pastor by the name of Donald Barnhouse who lived in the earlier, the first half of the 20th century. And he lost his wife to cancer. And he was left with four small children in his house to raise. They were on their way to the funeral. And they got behind a a, a big truck at a red light. And as Donald was waiting for that light to change, he he, looked at how the sun was casting, or the, the truck was, was casting a large shadow because of the position of the sun onto the field next to it. And he turned to his children and he said, Kids, if you had to get run over, would you want to get run over by the truck or by the shadow? And his youngest child said, Daddy, that shadow couldn't hurt anybody. And he said, right, honey. Death is like that truck. But that truck ran over our Lord Jesus. And your mom? She just had to go through the shadow. She's okay. She's safe. She's with Jesus. Hey, friends. For you. That truck of death ran over the Lord Jesus. So that all we have to do is pass through the shadow. And when we come out of that shadow, where are we? And that life and that immortality that is brought to light through that Savior Jesus who willingly laid down his life so that we could have the promise of eternal life with him forever and the promise of being free from the fear of death right now. You know, sometimes it's said, you'll hear people say that death is natural. It's just a natural part of life. And that is not true. 
Death is not natural. It is completely unnatural. It's why it makes you feel sad. It's why you feel pain when you lose someone you love. Because it's not the way it's supposed to be. We know this. We're not supposed to die. We weren't made to die. God created us to be perfect and to live with him forever. But we also know that the wages of sin is death. And that the one who sins will die, will face a physical death unless Jesus comes back first. But the amazing thing about the grace of our God, the one who has saved us, the one who has called us, the one who has planned this before the beginning of time, as Paul says, has a solution to that enemy of death. It's this Jesus Christ who himself came to defeat that last enemy of death itself and to take away everything that would make you feel sad and afraid. And yes, while we walk through this veil of tears, while we walk through this valley of the shadow of death, and we have to feel that pain and that sadness of losing loved ones and going through struggles ourselves and to see the evidences of death all around us, Never forget, it's all temporary. It's all just for the here and now. And that's why we need to be continued to be reminded of these promises. That death is dead. That it has no power over us. And that's why Paul writes to Timothy to hold on to this gospel and to preach this gospel. He says right at the end, he says, What you heard from me, Keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Friends, it's right here in the gospel. This good news that reveals to you a Savior who has power over life and even death. Who says that I defeated death for you. You are safe. You are secure. You are mine. Heaven is yours. It's here in word and sacrament that you are again pointed back to Jesus' death for you and his life for you and his resurrection for you. It's here in the gospel that you have that strength and that encouragement as you go out and live in a world of death. Life in God's kingdom is one of facing death every day. But life in God's kingdom is one of being continually renewed in the truths of who you really are a blood-bought soul of Christ, an heir of eternal life, someone who already has victory over the grave through that same Jesus. Friends, the eternal victory is yours, given to you in grace, guarded by the Spirit, assured to you in this gospel. Friends, the truth is, no matter what your eyes might try to convince you of, death really is dead it has no power over you. Its sting is gone. Life is yours. Life free from the fear of death right now. And life free in that light and immortality forever. And God will grant it in his grace.